1: Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska Show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And man, we have a great day today. Why? Because we have a doubleheader. If you listened earlier on today, I had the two captains of a boat that ships out and fishes in Bristol Bay, and they have a, a business called Thunder's Catch. They started this business, I don't know, I think she said eight years ago, and Now they supply their salmon products all over the U.S. Um, And it was very awesome to hear their story. So if you're tuning into this one, go back and watch the previous one as well, because you'll get to hear just a wonderful story of two entrepreneurs who fish in Bristol Bay, who figured out a way to build a brand around some of the best salmon in the world. And they're just lovely people that you'll probably fall fall in love with and want to buy all their products. So go check it out. But without further ado, I have a friend of mine, Representative Kevin McCabe, is on. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show.
0: Hey, John, how are you?
1: Doing awesome. So uh, Representative Kevin McCabe, for folks who have been living under a rock, share, share with folks, because <laughs> there'll be people that, you know, are tuning in from other countries as well. So share with us, um, where, where where is your district and what folks do you represent?
0: Sure. So District 30 is um, Big Lake so if you uh, jump across the uh, knick arm from anchorage it basically starts there with the exception of a little bit of settlers bay and goes from big lake kind of follows the parks highway all all the way up to clear um and anderson just on the other side of anderson actually about three miles is the edge of my district so um my district uh, encompasses lots of interesting stuff a lot of the alaska railroad is in my district um, the West Susitna access is 100% in my district. I have about 20, 18 people. Um, we follow the, the district follows the parks highway all the way up there. So Denali, Healy, Cantwell, um, Big Lake, of course, um, Houston, Willow. Those are all, uh, all in my district and a great bunch of folks, um, pretty varied, uh, fairly conservative. Um, and it's a, it's a great, part of alaska i love it
1: probably very independent
0: right <laughs> oh yeah of course yeah we're uh, you know most uh, it's it's very hard to door knock in my district because <laughs> yeah. you, you drive a mile down a driveway and then there's a sign on the fence that says no trespassing you. darn it another one <laughs> <laughs> so we got the session
1: coming up you know you're going to be in Juneau before you know it and um it'll be an interesting session uh what are you excited about for 2024? Anything in the mix that we should know about that's going to you know, be a pressing issue for you and the folks you represent?
0: Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them. So HB3, of course, is the gold and silver bill that I have working. It's in the Senate right now. Um, that's the one that allows gold and silver to be used as legal tender. When I first started it, there were maybe four states that had done it. Now there's close to 20 states that are looking at... Um, the wow. 10th amendment and allowing uh, gold and silver to do uh, to be used as legal tender, uh, which is a constitutional thing for States. We can't coin our own money, but we can use gold and silver. So working pretty hard on that. Um, and uh, that's, uh, that's going to be a good, a big focus. And then uh, also Port McKenzie is a big focus. I want Port McKenzie done. I want the rail spur done from Port McKenzie to uh, to the railroad and we're working pretty hard on that on the 20th we have a um, transportation house transportation committee meeting at the Anchorage LIO everyone's invited and the railroad is coming in they're going to present some uh, new cost estimates hopefully they'll be done by then and uh, we're going to have some questions for them and probably take a little bit of public testimony and that sort of stuff so i'm really excited about that uh, some of the senators will be there, although I don't think it will be the full blown uh, Senate Transportation Committee. But, and there will be a few other random legislators there um, asking questions and that sort of thing. So I'm hugely excited about Port McKenzie, the potential that it has to help South Central and to help the uh, Matsu and even Fairbanks um, develop our resources, mm-hmm. transport our resources. And, uh, you know, the uh, redundancy uh, it provides for the Port of Anchorage are are fabulous. And now is the time. That's awesome.
1: So let's talk a little bit about this gold bill, because I think it's fascinating. And I really hope that it um, gets passed this year. I mean, I think that would just be phenomenal for folks that are hearing this for the first time. uh, Walk us through what that would look like, because, you know, we turn on the news Inflation, 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 you know, what's the dollar, you know, the dollar bill is not really worth as much as it was a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, it's kind of dwindling. It's becoming a uh, where it used to be like, you know, one of the main, if not the main currency, it's definitely moving down on the list. So what would this gold and silver bill do for folks in Alaska?
0: Well, let's, let's preface this, that by saying, um, you know, in the early days of our country, you could buy um, the finest suit in the country for one ounce of gold, right? And right now, you can buy the finest suit in the country for one ounce of gold. So what I'm telling you is gold holds its value. And, and the, the greenbacks, the dollar bills, unfortunately, fiat currency don't they're continually being deflated because every politician in Washington, every president, every doesn't matter what your flavor is. You're
1: spending, spending, spending,
0: (laughs) you're spending money. And to, to, you know, so we have to print the money to spend, right? So that's what inflation is essentially. So gold and silver bill will do a couple things. It will allow you to spend gold at a merchant. If the merchant decides to accept it, it's not mandatory. Um, and it will allow you to buy um, a thing called goldbacks, which is what we call specie. And it's a manufactured, it's an actual, it's gold in a bill. So the one dollar gold back, say from Utah, has one one thousandth of a troy ounce of gold in it, actually in the bill. Wow. And you can buy that for about four bucks. So if you don't want to try to save up your money and buy a one ounce gold piece for two thousand bucks, maybe that'll take you six months, and in the process, the inflation um, brings the price of the gold up and your money down, right? You can you can slowly buy goldbacks if you would like, and then you can use those as as legal tender in the state. And what it does is kind of relieves the tax burden. Now, so right now, if you in Wasilla, if you buy a gold coin at $300 and you sell it for $1000 6 months later you're supposed to pay a tax on that um, and this would relieve that tax because you don't you don't get taxed on a $50 bill when you when you spend it but uh, you would be expected to pay a tax on a new numismatic or a collectible piece of gold this sort of removes the collectible aspect and actually makes it currency nice so, yeah, it's it's a really, it's been so much fun just learning about this. I've been so many places, the um, soundmoney.com. Um, so what's the pushback from people that are in the Senate or the House that don't like this bill? What
1: I can't imagine many people not liking it. It's just an alternative method that kind of safeguards assets here in Alaska. Sure. What's the pushback? That they have uh, The
0: pushback is the banks. How's it going to affect the bank? You know, and, and, uh, you know, my answer is probably not what they want to hear. It's like, well, you don't need a bank, <laughs>
1: yeah. but,
0: but well, what about the bank? Well, you don't need a bank. It's gold. You just keep it in your safe and spend it when you want. You don't have to run it through a bank. You don't have to keep it in a bank. Um, you know, we keep money in banks essentially, so we don't have to keep it in our mattress. Um, And because the banks pay a little bit of interest, but the interest that the banks pay is not near what the inflation, what we lose in inflation. So um, you don't lose this uh, by, by just keeping it in your safe. What do you think the chances of it passing this year are 50, 50? Yeah, hopefully better than that. There's a couple of senators that are very interested in Senator Bishop, Senator Bishop has his own gold mine. And so he's very up to speed on, on gold and silver and, and uh, I'm sure he watches it probably probably more so than I do. I'm sure he watches the, uh, the spot price of gold and that sort of thing. Uh, Senator Olson has a gold mine in his district. Um, so I'm, I'm very hopeful that, uh, that we can get this thing through. There might even be some amendments such as uh, establishing a state repository for gold. So if you own a gold mine and you want to pay your royalties in gold, you just pay it to the state and then they keep it in the basement of the PFD corporation or somewhere. And then the state, you that's a very interesting uh, Texas is getting ready to do that right now. And it's a very interesting uh, amendment. It would be, I, I would be very interested in it. So it's, uh, it's kind of grown some legs and I like it.
1: That's exciting. So, Um, You and I were talking before we went on here that you just recently went to a conference, Wall Builders. Tell folks, uh, there's tons of elected officials that went to this thing. Tell folks what it was and what your experience was.
0: Sure. So I was down there with Senator Schauer and uh, there was 300-ish people there, 200 legislators from 23 different states. David and Tim Barton, David is the father and Tim is his son. Um, have the largest collection of original documents uh, surrounding the founding of our nation in the country. Wow. It's probably worth millions. I mean, you, you're holding an original document in your hand from the museum and Glenn Beck's uh, American, Justice, or, uh, American Journey Experience, holding an original document uh, um, like the, they have the original Thomas Jefferson draft of the constitution which is just amazing to hold and look at it yeah and and to learn the history thomas jefferson was 33 years old when he wrote that Uh, you know at 33 years old i was still you know into motors and fast cars and airplanes and and you know here's this guy writing this kind of document that has survived for 240 years so just an amazing place Wall Builders Conference. Um, uh, Congressman Laudermilk was there and spoke. Um, uh, Ryan, I think his name was Ryan West, the the uh, Oklahoma um, very controversial Oklahoma Superintendent of Schools uh, was was there. I, I can't. I the last name might might be wrong, but very very good uh, discussion on schools and school choice and. Um, all of the uh, woke that's infesting schools, that's not happening in Oklahoma. They, they just absolutely said, sorry, we're done with that. Not happening so, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So very, very good. Uh, let's see who else spoke. Um, Glenn Beck, of course, was there for an hour and a half and spoke, and spoke about uh, the Israel. If you haven't heard his speech in Israel in 2011, it's almost prophetic. I went back and listened, listened, to it after he mentioned it, it's 14, 15 minutes, but, but it's like, Holy cow, you know, here, this is, you know, a dozen years before, uh, and he's sort of predicting that this is going to happen. So had a, a rabbi that's actually in Jerusalem right now, talk to us about, you know, current events and what's going on and that sort of stuff. So really, really interesting. It was, uh, three days. Um, and, um, Lots of great discussion, ranked choice voting. of course, all of the states are facing the ranked choice voting question, and they all wanted to know, hey, we heard Alaska likes this and, and we were like, yeah, not so much. <laughs> so good to be able to pass that along and talk to talk to the other states and other uh, state legislators. There was some uh, discussion about gold and silver. There was a big uh, a big discussion on that and uh, why we don't want central bank digital currency, that sort of thing so, Um, just wildly varied topics uh, from anywhere from uh, our kids and education all the way up to currency and current events. And uh, uh, yeah, so it was, it was really good. I'm excited and came back refreshed and, um, you know, ready to go. So Senator shower as well. He's, he's all over it. So nice. That's awesome. So
1: recently there's been some uh, scuttlebutt in your district regarding a, a potential road, you know, um, appropriation that happened years back, um, and you know, I would kind of categorize it as just political drama that's happening behind the scenes. But let's second, you know, let's um, hear your uh, side of the story. Let's set the record straight. What are your thoughts on some of this? Tell folks a little bit of the background so they can hear, you know, of the rumblings that oftentimes opponents do to knock
0: people off of their pedestal so that the other team can win <laughs> sure so um you know there is a there is a legislative thing that happens every single year and it's called reappropriation so when the legislature appropriates money to a borough or grants money to a borough for a project um and in this case uh i'll, I'll get to it but it was granted to the Matsu borough to buy rights of way on a Purinton parkway in the event that they had to put a road from uh, port mckenzie through big lake Essentially, anyways, when they when the legislature appropriates that money, it has a finite life. So you have to spend the money borough within five years as you come up on the life or after the project's done. If there is money left over that hasn't been spent or wasn't or they overestimated what it would cost. Now, there's there's this money sitting in this pot that actually has been appropriated to the borough for their use. So the borough has a choice. They can let it go back to the state, to the general fund, or they can contact their representatives, me and, uh, and, or uh, Senator Wilson at the time, and say, hey, what do you want to do with this money? It's coming up an expiration date, and um, you know we think we can use it better. So there was $180,000, and this was, it must have been three years ago. So I was, it was my very first year I was a freshman, There was $180,000 that was um, to be spent on buying rights of way in Purinton Parkway, and it was coming up to expire. And Chris Kirka and I got together with Senator Wilson, and we decided that um, the borough was looking for money to help with Big Lake Road and the maintenance of Big Lake Road um, and the upgrade of Big Lake Road, even though it's a state road. So um, we got together with the borough, and and it was decided that we would um, do this reappropriation thing. And, uh, so we did all that. And of course it has to go through the house passed by the house has to go through the Senate passed by the Senate. It's the borough has to have their fingers in it and they essentially take it and do what they want with it, you know? So anyways, so this, um, there's a guy that's uh, not very friendly to me, um, that had suddenly it's become $200,000 and he was using it to beat up on Moki Two, who was running for assembly and he said, well, Mokey, too, and, and McCabe uh, redirected this money like like I have the ability <laughs> to do that by myself. But it's, it's just the problem is is nobody takes the time to call me and say, hey, what's the story on this? Yeah. And nobody really knows about the reappropriation thing. So, uh, you know, I'll probably put something in one of my newsletters about how reappropriations work because it's important. You know, we want to keep the money in the district. And if they get a little bit of, if they run a little bit over, it's it's really meaningless in the general fund. One hundred eighty thousand dollars goes into the general fund that gets sucked up immediately. But it is significant to the borough. So um, yeah, this this guy, um, oh, he it became. We reappropriated money from a, a paving project on Echo Lake Road. In fact, he wrote an op-ed in the Frontiersman about it. We reappropriated or we redirected this money. He says from a paving project to work on uh, the road that I live on, which is, is crazy. Um, if you've ever seen the road I live on, you you know that it definitely needs work. And in six weeks in the summer or in the break, during breakup, you can't hardly drive on the thing. But, um, you know, I'd love to get it paved, but it's not going to happen in my <laughs> yeah. lifetime. <laughs> you know? Yeah, most so, in our borough, in the, in the Kenai Peninsula borough, I
1: think 98% of the roads that the borough has are not paved. And- right. They don't. They don't want to pave them because it's too. Sure. It's oftentimes, more maintenance. You
0: know, long term right. than a dirt road. Well, and Kenai also. You know, Mo, it, it, this stemmed from a conversation that Moki and I kind of had at a uh, Big Lake Community Council meeting. Moki, too and I, and uh, the discussion was, everybody in the borough deserves a passable road before we start paving all the roads and Moki and i agree that like you say a gravel good gravel road is often better it lets the moisture sublimate out the permafrost doesn't cause pavement heaves and all that kind of stuff but um so that conversation turned into well we're gonna you know mccabe and two are taking pavement away from this poor lady on the end of echo lake road and it it just blew up into this big thing that it really, really wasn't, you know. So a- anyways, the Kenai Peninsula borough does it right. They make sure everybody's got passable roads and they nice gravel um graded roads. And so
1: if somebody's got a question about this specifically, how how do they get in touch with you? Cause I think your position is let's set the record straight. Whatever's whatever kind of rumor mills are out there are happening are just not true. And so you're going to have folks listening into this where like, Oh, I want to follow up with representative McCabe. How can they reach your office or you? What's the easiest way?
0: Sure. Well, they can call my office and, and I never call there. So I don't, I don't have the phone number, but they can, <laughs> uh, they can uh, call my cell phone. I mean, my cell phone has been the same number forever. It's the uh, 907-229-3721 or they can email me. Um, so I'm uh I'm available. My chief of staff is available. We handle stuff daily. Yeah. If you call my office, likely you will get her and Angie and she will, um, you know, she'll pass it on to me or she'll deal with it. Lots of times she just deals with the DOT or the... Um, but if they have questions about this or any other um, accusations that have sort of been leveled at, at myself and um, I'm happy to talk them through that. Um, it's unfortunate that our our country seems to uh, live and die on sound bites anymore. Nobody spends the time to actually investigate what's what's you know. It's just like there's some ordinances right now in the borough. If you actually read the ordinance, the ordinance would be good for the borough, but they wanted to beat up on. Um, it's a setback ordinance from lakes, yeah. but they wanted to beat up on the conservative assembly people. So they just put this sound bite out there. Oh, these guys are going to benefit from this. Well, no there's 700 people that would actually benefit from it because now they don't have to move their houses. (laughs) 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 So, uh, you know, it, it, it bears, it bears some critical thinking. And as Americans, we've gotten away from that in the, in the last couple of decades, you know, we, we want to do something right away. We want to have the knowledge right away. We just don't want to spend the time to actually read. So I'm happy to talk to anybody about any of those that I, that I know about. So nice.
1: Well, before we head out here, any last minute thoughts on this coming session, or um, final words for folks in your in your area that are, you know, looking forward to having hopefully another. <laughs> let's have a successful session with the, uh, you know, speaker tilting there at the helm.
0: Right. You know. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I'm looking forward to. Uh... Uh, I'm actually going down to Saskatchewan, Canada, to talk to the Pacific Northwest Economic Region folks. I'll be giving a speech there about uh, uh, Port McKenzie and the rail spur, and um, looking forward to uh, pressing that forward and seeing how that works. And hopefully, we can get that done. I think it would be a huge economic boom. So any any pressure that you can, anybody can apply with Senator Sullivan, Senator Murkowski. Uh, Representative Peltola, that those are helpful. The Biden administration loves rail. Now's the nexus. Now's the time to do it. So that's a that's a big focus of mine. I've been out to Port McKenzie several times in the last uh, couple months, and very excited. It's we're poised for greatness right there. So um, hopefully we can get that through. So I'm excited to see that go through the gold and silver bill, of course, and I I have a few other pieces of legislation that are um, that are working that would be uh, uh, it would be great to see those move uh, somehow.
1: Nice. Well, I appreciate you joining us, Representative Kevin McCabe, and uh, we wish you nothing but success in the 2024 legislative session. I'm sure you'll be on again. You've, I think you've been on three or four times now. So you're one of uh, you're one of my the fan, a fan favorite here at Must Read Alaska. So for folks listening, watching, and reading. Uh, Must Read Alaska, and you like what you hear, you like what you uh, read, you want to help keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. Every $5, $10, $100 helps keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska. Recently, uh, a big publication put out the top 15 podcasts for podcasts uh, that were about Alaska or in Alaska And we got number two, which is very exciting. We beat out every other news organization in Alaska. So I want to thank our listeners uh, on this show for uh, helping make that happen. Until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska.